Alrighty, guys, welcome to this Monday morning. And we are going to be looking at Psalm 37 this morning. Now, Psalm 37 is like super duper long. And so we can't read the whole Psalm. Uh, one of the reasons it's so long is David took a bit of like a poetic journey here. Um, actually, each stanza of this Psalm begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So um, David just wrote it in this really creative and beautiful way. So I'm just going to read verse 1 to verse 8, and then I'm going to jump down to verse 25 and to verse 28 and kind of pull out a couple of things. So Psalm 37 of David, verse 1, Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither away. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delights in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn away from wrath. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. And down to verse 25, I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever, for the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. And so this is an interesting psalm. It's a little bit more like Proverbs than Psalms because in most of David's psalms, he's like, Lord, you are this and you're amazing. And God squash these guys, burn those guys, bash these guys. I can't believe these guys are doing this. But Lord, eventually at the end of every psalm, he's like, Lord, but you are in charge. You are great and you are wonderful. But this is a psalm not directed to God, but it's directed to man or to people about God. And the kind of the feel I get, I haven't really read anywhere that this is uh, you know, that this is the general thoughts on the psalm. But as I was reading through it, it just reminded me of how much David was a shepherd. You know, David really, he spent years and years out in the fields tending the flock. And there was a relationship that David carried with him through all of his life, where he, always, where he saw God as the great shepherd of Israel. And he saw the, the people of Israel as the sheep of Israel. And there was a way that sheep are meant to follow the shepherd. And if the interaction or the, the transaction between the two is healthy and good, it's good for everyone and it's wonderful. But if it's bad, right, it can be incredibly bad and not so much for the shepherd, but generally really bad for the sheep. And so what David does here is he just, he begins to speak to God's people about being sheep, about being good sheep before God. And so some of the things he pulls out here in, in this text, he says, trust in the Lord and do good. And, and, and the first thing that he's saying there is that sheep trust their shepherd, right? They're not always bucking at every turn, you know, the shepherd wants to take them there. No, I'd rather go and eat from that bush or go climb over that hill. Sheep trust their shepherd. There's this anticipation of, you know, whatever the shepherd says, we're going to do because we trust that it's good for us. And David's saying that it's really good for a God's people when we look at God, that we're not sitting there kind of with this argy-bargy of wills with him, but like sheep with this um, almost, I'm not saying vacant brain and no, no thought given, but an anticipation, I trust you, God. Where you take me, I know that it's going to be good for me. The second thing it says, um, he says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. And uh, what dwell in the land talks about is that when the shepherd takes you into that field, 
that you're not sitting there, sitting there like instead of eating and and um, being in that field, you're like looking around, going, "Where we're we going next? What's the next thing we're going to be doing? Where's the next place we're going to be going to?" But take the time and just be in the land. Make the most of this space that you're in right now. And I think for many of us, it's a it's a great reminder that when sheep get taken into a field, they sort of look around, they look for a tuft of grass and off they go and eat there. And I think for many of us, there's when, when seasons begin to shift around us, we need to be wise and we need to be looking at the seasons around us. But David is saying, dwell in the land. And can I say this? I think it's a message to South Africa at the moment, to people. I think a lot of people are looking over the fence and looking around the world and, and, and thinking maybe of relocating and all that kind of stuff. And if God's calling you to do that, I think you should go for it. But I don't think that I, I definitely, because David goes on to say, enjoy safe pasture. I don't believe that any particular place in the world is any safer than anywhere else um, other than being in the center of God's will. And so I think while we're here at the moment, while God's called you and while we're in this land, I think we should dwell in the land and make the most of being in this land and, and not be afraid to invest in relationships and enjoy the, the space that we're in. Some of us have been perhaps victims of crime and that kind of stuff. And it it's wobbled us a little bit and caused us to withdraw. And David's saying, don't be afraid to reach out. Sheep, enjoy the pasture that they're in, enjoy the land that they're in. Um, and not long for another pasture always and look over the fence and become anorexic and thin and become sick because we've forgotten to feed and be part of this. Uh, verse four says, take delight in the Lord. And I love that because it's not just trust the shepherd, but take delight in the shepherd. You know, it's like that little super enthusiastic lamb that wants to be close to the shepherd the whole time and hear what he has to say and be closest to him when he makes the calls. And to, to be able to delight in the Lord and, and, and what the Lord says to us. You know, I, I've when I look at relationships, because I think what we have, obviously, is our relationships on earth are a bit of a picture. God's given us them as a picture of our relationship with him to help us maybe have some sort of tactile understanding of it. And when I look at my relationship with Cindy, I've seen that when I'm close to her and we're spending time together and we're sharing deeply, I delight in spending time with her. But when our relationship has become transactional and we both get on with our own thing, sometimes when we spend time together, it's a little bit like, okay, get this over with so that we can go and do our own thing. And I want to be a, and an encouragement from, from David is to be a sheep that delights in the Lord. He says, um, take delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way. And commitment is one of those words today that's probably not the most popular word, is it? It's um, commitment is very much, you know, I don't want to commit. You know, we're going to have, you know, the, even with our jobs, there's the trial period that you go through in relationships. I'm afraid of commitments. One of the big things that are leveled at men and women. But this, this thing of, of being afraid of commitment and to be able to absolutely commit in the days of the guy who worked his whole life, you know, and got the watch and retired the end of working for 60 years for the same company. Those days are very seldom. It, it very seldom happens. And um, what David's saying here is when it comes to God, not one foot in, one foot out, but commit to the shepherd. Be committed all in on the shepherd. And then he says, um, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And there's a thing, you know, the sheep wake up in the morning and they're hungry and they're in the pen and they're waiting and maybe sometimes the shepherd doesn't always get to the gate at exactly the same time. There was a crisis at home or something. The sheep are sitting there, but they're waiting patiently for him. And it's not helpful to be the sheep that jumps over the fence and runs off and goes and makes their own plan. But to be able to in this season, and maybe you feel like you've been waiting for a long time. But can I tell you something this morning? The shepherd is coming. He wants to open that gate and lead you out into good pastures. 
And then just to finish off quickly, so what's the outcome of this? He says, if we live this life where we trust our shepherd, we dwell in the land, we enjoy safe pasture, we delight in the shepherd, we commit and we are still and we wait patiently for him. In verse 25 to 28, he says, we are never forsaken or abandoned. The shepherd loves the sheep. He loves them dearly. He knows each one by name. The sheep will never have to beg for provision. In fact, they will have more than enough and they'll be generous and be able to lend freely to others. And it goes on to say that um, their children will be a blessing. And I, and I love that because I think today, in, in today's day, and it's, there's this whole thing around the generational gap and, you know, the boomers and the zoomers and all this kind of stuff. But and, and when we look at our children, we want our children to do well for those of us who are parents. God promises us that if we are good sheep ourselves and if we learn to trust him and dwell in the land and commit and do all those things and be still and wait for him patiently, Our children themselves will become a blessing. So when we make sure that this thing is all right, God promises us that he'll take care of this thing. Thanks so much for joining. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow morning.